you're tired of the standard business and marketing fundamentals, frameworks, and funnels, <laughs> you need a little mischief. Get ready to turn up the volume on the CEO Mischief Maker podcast, where you access conversations with seasoned business owners who have smashed through mindset barriers, innovated the standard boring business and marketing playbooks, and executed future-paced strategies with bleeding-edge tools and tactics to micro-fail their way into massive success and growth. We are Mindset Impact Strategic Catalysts, helping innovative entrepreneurs focus. We are CEO Mischief Makers. Ready to make a little mischief? Hey there, CEO Mischief Makers. Welcome back to the conversation with my good buddy, Steve Ryder. Hey, Steve, you ready to dive in here? Let's do it. (laughs) So, all right. You, you have to, if you're listening to my voice right now and you have not listened to the previous two episodes, you really need to do that because we are going to get right down to ground level today and find out how we can help all of us have the power of the human right that we have to have loved ones around us and be around our loved ones when they are hospitalized for any reason during any time you know, global pandemic, not global pandemic, anything that's happening, this is a basic human right. So Steve, you talked about Never Alone Project. You talked about the fact that it's going to morph into hopefully an end date to be able to have this legislation at a federal level mandated to all hospitals. Tell me more about how that's going and how we can help. Yeah. So here in Colorado, we have some legislation that even the governor during the signing this summer said is pretty weak and we need something stronger, which was amazing to come from a democratic governor because most of the opposition that we've found in all states thus far that we've tried to get legislation through has come from Democrats that are in the pocket of the hospital association and the doctor's association and the nurses association, which vehemently oppose this kind of legislation. So, and we, we have legislation, I think it's in 12 or 13 states right now that are various levels of good to okay to really weak. Like earlier this this year, Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida was championing, we now have patients' rights protection. Well, I read the bill and all it really gives is a daily two-hour visit. You have a state like West Virginia where you can get a daily visit if there's imminent death. But otherwise, it's just one visit every five days, just better than nothing. But it's still all it is, is one visit every five days. And then you've got good states like Oklahoma and Arkansas, which have their own problems in that hospitals are just flat out still, at least earlier this year, last I heard, we're still refusing to to follow it. And people either didn't know about it or were afraid to complain because they were afraid that there would be some kind of repercussions in the quality of care for their loved one, which does happen. Amazingly enough, people are vindictive enough that if you try and raise a stink, they will make things harder on you. Here in Colorado, we, we had a bill that was, the bill that ultimately ended up being passed which the Democrats sent to the kill. I'm I'm unaffiliated, by the way. I am not a Republican. I am not a Democrat. And the Democrats that are in charge here in Colorado, in the Senate and the House, they sent that bill to the kill committee. And amazingly enough, it passed the kill committee. 
but enough concessions needed to be made that it really watered down the bill. But we had a doctor that testified. He treated COVID patients and then got COVID himself. And he testified from treating patients, what it was like when seeing them be alone in the hospital and what it was like for himself to be alone in the hospital. And he came out in support of this bill. The hospital that he worked for cut his hours and cut his patients as retribution (laughs) for speaking out on what he felt in his heart was right. So, and here's the thing, MK. I mean, when when you're talking about a massively, and I don't throw this word around lightly, a massively corrupt system, our healthcare system, it is massively corrupt. When you dig into the weeds about, about the kickbacks and paybacks and how they've set things up and how the, the insurance company lobby really wrote the Obamacare bill in order to yes. simply just benefit themselves, it really didn't help us. Nope. Premiums went up. That's and right. It didn't really help us. It just helped them create more bureaucracy. Yes. Yeah. They are, according to some estimates, the most powerful lobby in Washington, the insurance lobby. Yep. So when you're going up and I haven't really found any opposition from the insurance lobby yet, because right now- It doesn't impact uh, them yet. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I think the point at which they'll be on the hook for the PPE for that visitation, that's when I think I might get some pushback because I fundamentally think it's unfair for working class Americans and our poor and even our middle class to have to pay for their own PPE because we've all seen the numbers of how hospitals mark up stuff and the kind of profits that they're making and all of that. So yeah. So yeah, we, we do have legislation in a number of states, but we are trying to push for federal legislation. So that way we had just have it uniform right across the board. Two of the doctors from the doctor caucus introduced a legislation that changes the social security act Mm -hmm. to, to allow, to basically write into it, a patient's right to visitation. But my congressman's legislative director says it really doesn't have enough teeth yet. We we need to make it more explicit. So we're, we're, we're trying to do it on a federal level, but. Obviously, with the restrictions for a nonprofit, I can only allocate a certain amount of money for lobbying. Yeah. (laughs) And so, but because I am, fortunately, because I am not taking any kind of salary from the Never Alone Project, all my money, all my income is coming in from my business, Right Turn Media, which we produce audiobooks, podcasts, and radio. Yeah, Because all of that's being paid for there, I can spend as much time as I want privately right. advocating for, for lobbying and advocating for legislation. Yeah, that's the goal is ultimately federal legislation that protects the patient's right to have at least one caregiver, advocate, loved one, someone to hold their hand and increase those health outcomes with no time limits or reasonable time limits. Yeah. And I'm just going to say to everyone that hears our voice. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, if you're not in the aisle, if you're back of the aisle, I don't care where you are politically. This is not a political issue in my in my no. mind. I, I don't know how it no. could be. This is and a human issue. Yeah, this, and that's really and that's something is. that that's something that Governor Jared Polis, Colorado's governor, 
I met with him in the summer of 2020. He told me, he said, Steve, this isn't a political thing. He said, you get some good legislation in front of me and I'm going to sign it. And I'm glad he did follow through because there was some indication that he might veto it. And so he fortunately, I think because he wants to be the first gay president of the United States of America, openly gay president, (laughs) he he fully understands that trying to kill this would would be bad politically for him in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. It comes down to politics for the reason why a politician might support something like this, no matter what. But for all of us who are the ones who vote for people and create the opportunities in our own government, at least to a certain extent, or our vote does matter, this is a human issue. And if you think this won't affect you, just wait for the possibility when you might either be in the hospital or visit a loved one or want to visit a loved one in the hospital. And it will impact you immediately. When you walk against that wall and you are told no, and you can't go see your wife, your husband, your son, your daughter, your mother, your father, your cousin, your aunt, and you are told no, when that person is of vital importance to you and your family. And I I really need every single person that hears our voice to realize there is a way that we can do this. We can, we can enact this legislation and still keep all the hospital staff safe, everyone who cares for our loved ones safe. This is not an issue for any of the doctors or nurses or any healthcare workers unions to actually have a reason they they need to be against it because it's not going to impact their safety. Their safety is still going to be safe, just like like you had mentioned with the one specific case, right? Yeah. The the risk for those doctors and nurses and staff is very, very minimal, but they still have that same risk when they go home with their family That's right. who had been out to Home Depot and Lowe's or that doctor Everywhere. or nurse or janitor right. went to Lowe's and Home Depot yes. and yes. grocery so store letting in, Walmart. Letting in a loved one is not going to increase that risk. In other words, it's, it is a human situation. Unions should not be involved in this. Lobbyists should not be involved in this. Politics should not be involved in this. This is a human right for us to be able to participate in the healthcare of ourselves and our loved ones. So Never Alone Project, Right Turn Media, both of those are .com or is neveralone.org? Okay, so so it's neveralonepandemic.org, neveralonepandemic.org. And there on the front page, you'll see a two-minute video that that we got produced that's really, really well done. And then rightturn.media so rightturn.media for audio production some video production as well but audiobooks podcasts and radio that's that's my specialty that's where i come out of and uh yeah i'm really really fortunate in that i'm doing something that i've loved since i was a kid when i was in fourth grade my uncle bought us a fisher price cassette recorder and i made radio shows in my backyard with my friends I was in I was in downtown Chicago a couple of years ago with a buddy of mine that I've known since we were both infants. His aunt babysat us when we were both infants. He's two weeks younger than me, just very close friend. And he was like, dude, I think it's funny you're in radio. Do you remember we were kids and we used to make radio shows? Yes. Sixth grade, I hosted a kid's news segment at a local radio station. And my senior year of high school, I was putting together a radio spot for the morning announcements. And one of my classmates who I knew since the first grade told me, Steve, I've never seen you smile like this. So it's something I, I, I love audio. I love the power of audio. Oh, I love the power of audio. The way to tell a good story, 
and craft it and put it together. It's, it's something because we were in oral storytelling culture before we wrote. And even when we wrote, we were still primarily oral storytelling. And so, because not everyone could write for a long time and our brains are hardwired to resonate with stories. So everyone listening to our voice, please visit these two sites. Please support this project. Please just think about this and think about the impact on your life if you are faced with this situation or if you have been, please reach out. If you go to the neveralonepandemic.org, I know you have places, Steve, for people to share their stories and to talk about this. And you may not know that. You may not know that others are experiencing the same thing. Really, I can't, I can't stress enough. If you hear this man's voice, you know he's perfect for audio. You know he does incredible <laughs> things in audio. Just listen to that voice. And I got to tell you, support this. Find a way. If you know of people who have gone through this, reach out. We, we want to help. We want to know. We want to help pass this legislation. And I just, I just have to say how, how incredibly blessed I feel to know you and to, to see you on this journey. And I, I hope I have an opportunity to participate in just a small way in making this happen, because I agree with you. To be honest with you, if I'm sick, I don't want to go to the hospital. I, no. I'm just going to say that. I just don't no. want to, because it is such a terrible place to me because of all of these things and previous experiences and things I know and the corruption of the, the healthcare system and all of those things. It's a sad thing that I have to pay for health insurance that I never want to have to use. Yeah. And I just want to participate in a small way and can't wait. Thank you, MK. We do have a rally coming up on March 25th in San Antonio, a national Remember the Victims rally. I'm partnering with two other organizations right now, and we are working on, we've got all, everything's in place. Now we're just raising funds to get, I'm with Never Alone going to be paying for the stage and the sound and the sound guy and the lighting, et cetera, through the Never Alone project. And so funds would be very beneficial. And if you're in the San Antonio area or you lost someone that died alone, please consider coming because we're going to be remembering the victims and asking for justice. That's what we want to see. Okay, hold on. If your mindset was shifted, you were inspired to innovate and you were spurred into action, don't just move on with your day. Focus, my friend, and take a few minutes to visit ceomischiefmaker.com to learn more about the value that was shared with you today. Please act now and create some CEO mischief of your own. <laughs> <laughs>